Welcome to the Determined Mom Show, the only marketing podcast dedicated to guiding mom CEOs into tranquility, wealth, and multiplying those precious moments. Welcome to this episode of the Determined Mom Show. I am super excited to have Rachel Curian on, and she is an amazing parenting coach. So she is the founder of Explore Kid Talk, and I know she has a ton of experience in schooling and educating our children. So welcome, Rachel. Hi, Amanda. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really happy to be here. Yeah, I'm definitely happy to have you because we're going to talk about some things today that I deal with on a daily basis. And I know that a lot of other moms, I'm sure, deal with this on a daily basis. And that is how we can basically gain control over our yelling and try to be more positive, which especially in 2020, I feel like that is like an insurmountable challenge, but you're here to help us with that, right? Yes, I am. I'm happy to be here. So a little about myself for your listeners that may want to know. I went to school for early childhood education for special ed and general ed. I worked in the classrooms for a while. Then I worked in early intervention where I went into the homes to work with the children and the families and branched out from there to really work with the parents to help them and have strategies and guidance for the daily struggles and things that come up. And yelling definitely is on people's lists. It is. It's probably at the top of my list for sure. Yeah. It is. And it's definitely something that I've had to work on. And some of the yelling may come from how you were raised. Like that's where it came from with me. There was always yelling. There was always yelling in the house. That's just how they communicated. And that's how I grew up. So that's what you expect. And you think that's how it is. And as an adult, I had to learn that there are better ways or there's other ways. That was something that I had to learn as an adult and figure out that there's other ways to do this. There's other ways to talk to my kids. Is it harder to apply to your own children? It is. You know why? Because in a classroom is definitely a different setting than being home. And that's why you hear, oh, your child's good in the classroom and then you have different behaviors at home. That is normal because it's a different dynamic. There's different things happening. There's different expectations. So uh, in a classroom or when I went and did early intervention, I was seen as the teacher, as an outside person. And it's different when you're home and you're mommy. And yelling was my go-to response. You know, like you said, yelling was my go-to response. That was my instinct. So when you're trying to do something different than your instinct, there's things that you have to recognize first. And that's where I think a lot of parents have to go against your instinct. You have to teach yourself to do something different than your instinct. I really had to learn what my triggers were and where I was. I tell parents it's very important to know where you are and what you can handle that day. Like, if you know you're having a bad day that day, maybe you don't have bath time, or maybe you have an easy dinner. You try to do things where you can make it a little bit easier for yourself if you're already having 
a bad day because if you're at your max, you can't handle the other stuff, you know? And even when yeah. it's like little stuff. It's like stepping on a Lego. Like everybody has had that moment where like everything's going wrong and then you step on the Lego and you're like. And then oh, you lose it. God, yes, exactly. Right? You know, like for me, I had a moment where my son and he was little then. I was not doing well. And he like spilled the goldfish all over the floor. And I lost it, you know, but it's really just goldfish crackers on the floor. It's not terrible. A lot of times we don't recognize where we are. And I tell parents to recognize that, but also express that to your children. Let them know you're human and say, mommy's getting angry, you know, to put, to put that expectation out there. Mommy's getting angry. Mommy needs a minute. So the same strategies that you will use to help your little one when they're having their big emotions and, and tantrums, you need to do for yourself. Recognize your feelings, express them, and take a minute, which many of us don't do. We're just like, we have to keep doing it, or and then we get mad, and then we yell. So yeah, we need to put ourselves in time out and think about how we feel, <laughs> right? Yes. Yes, I know it sounds silly, but it is. And if you can do that, you tell your little ones, you say, mommy's getting angry. Mommy's getting upset. I don't want to yell. Mommy's going to take a minute. You're also modeling that good behavior so that they can see you're doing that also, that you're not just telling them to do it, but you're doing it too. I love that. Everything that you're saying is like super useful and applicable. And I mean, especially this last year, like we talked, like I kind of touched on, um, I think all of us hit our boiling point really early in 2020 once we realized that our children weren't allowed to go back to school. <laughs> and like, okay, what do we do with them now? Like we got to figure out childcare or, you know, completely redo our lives. And that in itself was extremely stressful. And then, you know, you add that to the next nine months and yeah, it was a really, really rough year for everyone. And it was probably the year of the yell <laughs> or whatever you would call it. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, and I love that we're talking about this early in 2021. So that way we can kind of develop better habits this year. And now that we know that we're in the pandemic for the long haul, that we can develop these coping mechanisms, right? Absolutely. And, and last year, even if you were doing fine for a while, Everybody had a point where they like hit a wall where it was just too much. Like you might've been okay for three months or five months and then it didn't end, you know, or things didn't change and everybody kind of hit a wall and parents weren't able to handle as much because you're handling your normal things that you had previously. And now maybe you're doing homeschooling and there's no daycare and you're working from home where you used to go out. So now you don't ever leave the house. You know, you're handling more things on top of your normal things because you still have to eat and you still have laundry and right. you still have your normal things and then everything else. And that's part of recognizing where you are. I am not doing good today. I'm at my max. I can't handle anything else. And that's okay because you're not going to feel like that every day. 
But on the days you do, it's important to see that and acknowledge that in yourself and then see what you can kind of take away. What's not a priority today. You know, yeah. like I said, maybe, maybe you don't do baths today. It's too much. You don't want the, the battle and you don't want to do it. So don't do baths today. They'll yeah. be fine if they have baths. I love that. You know, basically right. giving ourselves some grace and realizing that we're doing absolutely amazing. And as we enter year two of this fun, fun time. <laughs> you know, it is. And I think a lot of times, myself included, moms would just say, yes, I'm fine. I'm fine. And I, and that's what you say just to keep doing what you need to do or not acknowledging that you're at your max. You're just like, I'm fine. I'm fine. And then you lose it over the little things where you don't actually want to yell over those little things. Yeah. It's like, we're convincing ourselves that we're fine so that way we can continue to be fine, but really not fine. So it just is like a powder keg uh, it, waiting for that little spark. It is. It is because you're trying to convince yourself that you're fine. Oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. And then you either snap at your partner or you're snapping at your children because you are at your max and you haven't, you haven't recognized that you haven't said. And it's, and that's why I say, put it out there. Acknowledge that mommy's upset right now. Mommy doesn't want to yell. I'm going to take a minute or you can count or close your eyes and breathe whichever strategy works for you. Also, I'm going to share a strategy that doesn't work for me, but I've, it has worked for other parents. If you feel the yelling coming, try to do the opposite and whisper, talk quiet, whisper, and it automatically calms you down a bit. Now I share that because it has helped many parents that I've worked with. It doesn't work so well for me because yeah. I'm not naturally a quiet person. Yeah. And you can do the angry whisper, right? But if you can lower your voice and get quiet, there is a very good chance that that will help your little one to listen to you. And it will stop you from getting more angry when you're yelling. I'm going to have to try that. I'm going to have to try all of these things today after this podcast recording so that way I can see if I can refrain from yelling at my children for one day. That would be great. <laughs> and then see, I'll it again like, tomorrow. <laughs> Yeah, it is. It's every day. Yeah. It's every day. And especially if you're fighting or trying to do something different than your instinct. Mm -hmm. If your instinct is to yell, if that's your go-to response, you have to learn these other ways to respond instead. Yeah. And it is. It's an everyday process. You know, I don't want to say it's going to happen right away. It's not. It's, an, it's a process. And for me... I do the other strategies that I mentioned. I acknowledge my feelings. I put it out there. Mommy is getting upset. Mommy doesn't want to yell and I need a minute. Yeah. And I try to do that because that works for me. So you have to find what works better for you that you can do in the moment. When you're feeling it, when you're right there, what works for you to then not yell. Super excited that you're sharing this with us. And Tell us a little bit more about like how you help parents, like your coaching and your website and, and what you do. I'd love to. I work one-on-one -on -one with parents that have little ones. So I focus on the ages between two and five. So when I work with you, we discuss what's happening in your home and in your world 
to make things a little bit easier. So you have strategies just like this. I'm really excited about also is that I have a parenting membership and the parenting membership is a community where then you're there with like-minded parents that are all going through the same thing at the same time. So when we have group calls, everybody is sharing, they're helping each other and you get, you get guidance and tips right away that you can do and implement after the calls are over. And with the calls each week, you have that support when you need it instead of waiting and, you know, waiting to ask a question or waiting for the support. You have the support when it comes up. So the membership is something I'm, I'm really excited about to bring more moms into the community. That's awesome. I love that. And I think it's going to help so many parents because we all need a little bit of extra help and we all need that guidance. And I know for me, I will often turn to my friends, but are my friends parenting experts? Probably not. Uh, you know, and I know for sure that my parents aren't because, you know, all of the thing, all of the things like you just said, like you grew up in a yelling environment. So that means that your parents weren't parenting experts. So it's good to actually have a resource to look to when you have those struggles and questions and also commiserating with other parents that are going through the same thing, but with that leadership of, okay, this is probably not going to work for you, but this is what you could do to make it better. I love that you mentioned that about your parents, about each person's parents, because that is something that so many people are dealing with that they don't want to parent the same way that they were parented. They want to do things a little bit differently than their parents. And then they can't ask their parents for help because they don't want to do the same things. And a lot of people struggle with that. It's not that they feel it was a bad way or maybe that's all their parents knew and that's what they did. But for whatever reason, they want to parent a little differently. So their parents aren't a resource, aren't somebody that they usually go to. And that's definitely a factor because they're trying to do something a little bit different and you do need that guidance and that support when you're trying to do something that you may not know how to go about it. Yeah. So I love that you mentioned that. Yeah. I think it's a really important thing for us to have those resources as parents. And, you know, I think at least just from my perspective, our generation is a generation that is motivated to do better than our parents. And we, I think our, at least my parents' generation or your parents, maybe, um, looked at our grandparents as like the perfect example of how to parent, which is really odd because it was really horrible parenting um, in that generation, in my opinion. The whole like, you know, the kids can be seen but not heard and like all of this stuff, like basically children are worthless and until they grow up and like, oh, I don't know, it just, it, it boggles my mind. So having that as an example of the example that you have, right, is crazy. It's absolutely right what you said, that they, whether they were willing or not willing, they didn't look at things like, oh, I'm going to change things or do something differently, or maybe there's another way, you know, that's just how it was. And it doesn't have to be like that. There are, you know, I spoke with a parent recently and she grew up with spanking 
And she's like, that's how I grew up. Like we weren't, you know, and she's like, I didn't want to do that at all. And I didn't know what to do besides screaming. So she didn't want to spank him, but all she would do is scream and yell. And she said, that's all I'm doing all day is screaming. And eventually they become desensitized to that because it's like, oh yeah, mom's just screaming again, whatever. You know, like, and it's right, not right. But we're just screaming to hear ourselves scream at some point. <laughs> right. Like you said, it's not, you're not getting the result that you want. And that's how it, it continues because it is your go-to response. It's your instinct and you yell and then it happens again and you're at your max and you don't know how to handle it. And then it happens again tomorrow, you know? So you, you need some other strategies to say, what can I do instead? And these are some tips that you can do instead. I love it. So explore kid talk is your website and that's where um, people can come to get parenting tips and also to join the membership. Is that right? Yes, there is a way to join the membership on the website. Absolutely. You can also find me, I have a free Facebook group for any parent that would like to join where I do lives and information, and that is on Facebook. You could just look up Explore Kid Talk Parenting Guidance for Early Childhood, and that's a free group where it's very easy to find. Awesome. I'm joining the group as we speak. Rachel, where is another good place? Is it Instagram? Where is your favorite place? It is on Facebook. I have started to do Instagram a little bit more. I'm starting to do some more tips and some more things. But Facebook is where I am more present, where I show up more. You can message me anytime. I get notifications, so I check my messages to respond to parents all the time and in my Facebook group is where I spend most of my time. Awesome and I would love to host a clubhouse room with you on the Friday Thursday or Friday after this airs so we'll make sure that we have that information okay in in the show notes so then that way everybody can come join and ask you questions and learn more about the membership and um, just get some great one-on-one time with you. I would love that I am new to clubhouse so i am learning it and joining the rooms and i would love to do that awesome i'm looking forward to it and if you are listening please like the podcast subscribe wherever you're listening and leave us a review you can also go to speakpipe.com forward slash the determined mom show and leave us an audio review. And if you leave a review, then we will actually air your review on the podcast. So everyone will know what you think of it. Have a great week. This episode of The Determined Mom Show is brought to you by the Google My Business Master Course from TDM Marketing. Learn everything you need to know to rank in the top three of Google My Business search results. In this course, we will teach you the Google My Business Foundation, how to optimize your listing, what a Google My Business post is, how often to post, and we'll also show you the best posting tools in the industry. We'll also show you how to pull your insights, analyze them, and what the best key performance indicators are that you should be tracking. We will also give you free resources and access to a coaching call. So please visit tdm-marketing.com to sign up today.